guys, welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear my hilarious conversation with Hannah Collins, our very own dating columnist here at Radiant Magazine. Hey, Hannah. Oh, hey. How's it going? Oh my gosh, it is going so well. How are you? So good. I would love for you to start today by sharing your story, how you wound up at Radiant, what your passion projects are, all that jazz. Oh man, this is going to be a long podcast then. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess we can start with maybe how I got to Radiant. How about that? Yeah. Um, so I started, I guess I started really just like stalking you pretty intensely. <laughs> um over over a year ago I think that's what it was and I started writing my blog and had just left um I was in ministry and had just left ministry to go into advertising so I could focus on writing saw um when you were over at the Radiant Life blog and was like oh my gosh she's so cool and just sort of had like an afar internet crush I suppose and then (laughs) The feeling is mutual. <laughs> and then when you started, I, I knew you were up to something sneaky. And I was like, whatever she's doing, I want to be in on that. Um, and I saw that you were starting Radiant Magazine and that uh, I saw Meredith was doing the marriage. And I was like, wait, I'm not married, but I'm single. And I don't remember, remember if I was looking to mingle or not, but I was single. So I was like... <laughs> can I write about dating because it's just so tricky and you said yes and then here we are and it's so great seriously when you messaged me on Facebook I was like yes (laughs) Uh, because a I'd already followed you for like a year um and just like read your writing over at your blog and a you're an incredible writer and b you have like the unique ability to write with humor which is really hard so I love your post a lot of my married friends tell me um your articles are and it's it's not like you know a dating article is necessarily relevant to a married person unless you know you're like doing the dating your husband thing which is great but you know what I mean it's not necessarily like something they're looking to for information but it's like so funny and it's so well sums up dating woes and the most awkward parts of it, <laughs> the craziest expectations the Christian bubble puts on dating and all that. So <laughs> you're hilarious. So Well, I'm flattered. And I think that's like what, and you were asking like passion project. I mean, I really am just passionate about people having fun and dating and like, it's, it's supposed like singleness and dating is supposed to be a really fun, carefree time. Yes, it's hard. Like there are definitely hard parts about it, but it really like I genuinely enjoy it. And I so badly want other people to be able to experience that too, instead of, um, you know, like my, I love when people say, oh, marriage is hard. And I'm just laugh because I'm like, yeah, so is dating. Like it's all hard and it's all really, really good at the same time. So um, I love hopefully getting people to laugh and not take it too seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being in relationship with any human being is hard at times. So, I mean, oh, yes, being in a relationship with myself is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So to touch on fun, we're both 
personality test freaks. And oh, absolutely. The Myers Briggs and the Enneagram. You're speaking and, the love languages. Right. And so if if you guys don't know these these tests, Myers Briggs is like very standard. It's really great, all encompassing one. We do it for our team. But Enneagram, I think, is the most um, definite explanation of me I've ever seen and Hannah and I are both enthusiasts you're an enthusiast right oh yeah it's terrifying we're literally the same but it's also so fun have you listened to um the road back to you podcast where they go over the personality types no but that is only sevens and ENFPs love personality tests as much as we do. So like, really? it's so funny to me that we love them so much. I sat around and my friends had me psychoanalyze them last night. And it was so fun. <laughs> like, it was a I think I want my Myers-Briggs certification next year. I think it's on the list. Oh, that would be so fun. Oh my gosh. That would be, it's kind of a good excuse to like call people out to be like, whoa, I'm just like telling you you're Myers-Briggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was having a conversation with my friend last night, and um, I resonate. I look, he's my pastor. I look to him for advice. Y'all should listen to him at the Pulse podcast. Um, but he was saying, I'm an introvert. And I was like, you are not. You are an ENFP. You're a leader of people. And I think if you weren't leading people, you would be very unsatisfied in life. And he was like, that's not true. Like, I can be led. And I was like, me too. I show up for church. I'm part of this team. I'm totally willing to be led by you here. But I have my own thing where I'm the leader and I love it. Um, (laughs) And he was like, you're right. (laughs) And so um, it was just fun to sit around and psychoanalyze each other. And um, yeah. So tell us about your innate desire for fun. Well, I mean... I think it really did. Like it, it comes back to my family just loves to have fun. My dad especially was just all about being goofy and silly. And um, so I just grew up with like not taking myself too seriously. But then, and you get this because you are an enthusiast. We also have this like propensity for like deep melancholy. Like we, we are like mountain peaks and then we are in the depths of Sheol. And so, um, I, I tried to like, I'm trying to get better obviously about like tapping into those negative feelings, but I really do like, and I might even just cry thinking about it, but life is just like so short and it's so good. And it would be such a waste. Like I would hate to get to the end of my life and people say like, oh, she was so responsible and so put together. Like, no, that is not what I'm going for here. Like, I want... Not fun. Yeah, (laughs) like, I want people to be like, we literally just never knew what was going to come out of her mouth. And she was always doing, like, goofy stuff. And so um, I hope that that's, like... My dad left that great legacy for me, and I've, like, cherished that. And so I really hope that, um, you know, if I do get out of out of the single zone, which what will I possibly write about if I'm not single anymore? Um, oh, I'm sure it will transition into something humorous and awful. <laughs> but um, I would love to, you know, if I did have kids, them be like, oh, my mom is so oh, funny. funny parenting column. Radiant meets scary mommy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be hilarious. I would love that. Seriously. Um. Yeah, I, I attribute 
the enthusiast side of me to my parents as well. Like, I mean, I tell everyone my dad's like a frat boy. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, if you're listening, you're welcome, dad. Um, But like, it's just my parents love fun and friend time. Um, And so I, that's a huge core value in my life. And I think you and I both are like the get stuff done type of people, but it's not purposeful if it's not fun. Like even the mundane tasks are for like freedom to have fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, I, I can't, I don't understand how like there's a, a meeting and it's a meeting about business things, but it just like keeps going on. Like in my mind, I'm like, wait, 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 why can't we be done here so that I can go have fun and like go play? Like in my mind, I, I don't understand how people like drag things on. So I'm like, let's get in, let's get, let's get our work done so that I can go home and sing Hamilton at the top of my lungs in my kitchen (laughs) in my Santa boxers. Like that's all I'm trying to do. Oh my gosh. You are funny. So, okay. What are your other passion projects at the moment? I know you're like starting your own business. Obviously you're on the kind of radiant staff. You help run this show. (laughs) What are you doing? Tell us all about it. Um, so I have like, eh, like eight jobs. No, not really. But it's pretty the last time I counted, it was like six. Um, but I, I recently just left the corporate world. Um, because I, I mean, I was like a square peg trying to fit in a round hole. I thought I like could have sworn that being an adult meant putting on really nice clothes and going into an office every day and like having like this swanky standing desk, which I still do have a standing desk, but, um, you know, I was like trying so hard to make that work. And really it was when I went, we, when we all got together in Nashville, which was like such a sweet time that I still cherish dearly, but really just like coming to the end of myself and being like, this is not me. Like, I'm just, I'm not in the right seat on the bus. And so, um, like left that weekend. I mean, I remember looking at you guys being like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to quit my job. And then I did. And everyone was like, Oh no, she actually did it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Be warned. If you spend too much time with Kelsey, you might quit your job. (laughs) Um, I'm like, just do it. It'll be fine. (laughs) So I quit, I quit that. And um, I do digital marketing and social media for a few clients. And I really am passionate about, there are just so many great brands that are so great in person and then their internet presence really just falls flat. And, um, I've watched so many people really like they know that their internet presence needs to be strong, but they don't know how to do it and they don't want to pay a huge agency. So it's been really fun coming along and essentially saying, you know, like, okay, for say, for example, if someone came up to us in person and was like, I absolutely love radiant magazine. So great. Changed my life we would never just turn around and walk away from them. But that's what essentially what a lot of brands are doing online is people are raving about them or voicing some pretty large complaints. And we're just turning around and walking away by not engaging with them. So helping some brands um, sort of like have that in-person presence match up with their online presence. And it's super fun. uh, And also starting your own business is hard. Like there's sometimes where and you get it. Yeah. We're working. I send you stuff at, uh, 2 AM, which is technically midnight your time. So I technically still make the deadline. 
Hey, <laughs> works for me. As long as it's not the deadline, I, I do not care how it's done. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I do um, our our titles and SEO performance for Radiant, which is super fun. Mostly I do it so that I can get a sneak peek at what is coming up in the month. Uh, I love like getting to read everyone's articles before they come out. Um, and I love that our time at Radiant is like, that's like genuinely what I'm passionate about. Social media is awesome. I think it's great. I, it's how I pay my bills, but it's not like where I'm trying to hang my hat at the end of the day. So um, I love writing and like just being with women and encouraging them and especially single women. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my things that I'm doing right now. So one thing that a lot of us on kind of the the staff admin side of writing it, we all have a background in Young Life. Would you say um, your background in working for Young Life, which is like a ministry to high school students, if you're unfamiliar with that, but would you say your background on Young Life staff kind of has like laid a foundation for what you're passionate about, just in a different expression? Yes. I think I learned on Young Life staff um, to like go above and beyond and um, which is like our marketing company is called Second Mile Marketing. Um, just about going like, the second mile and going above and beyond. But I learned that and like learned how to just sit with people uh, in, no matter what where they are. Like if they're having the best day ever, we got to be right there with high school kids on at prom or graduation. And then we also got to be with them when they found out their parents were getting divorced. And so just learning to sit with people and be with people um, and, and go the extra distance to like really be invested in someone's life has been so huge. And I'm like totally grateful for that. And as far as my young life experience. Yeah. I think young life taught me how to love people. Like yeah. some of the girls and um, some of them are like some of my very best friends now. And you know, they're like sisters to me, but we grew up together. They were 14. I was 18, like freshman in college. And um, gosh, you know, all of us had our bratty moments, our absolutely <laughs> ridiculous moments. I mean, we were all just finding our way in life. And I was doing my best to lead them. Um, but I, I remember like getting those girls and feeling like this is how God feels about me. Like they can say the rudest <laughs> thing. They Which they do. They totally do. Royally screw up. <laughs> uh, they can... Say, I mean, just be a mean girl, but I love them, you know, so much. It taught me how to love and like how to do ministry, essentially. It was like the best training ground ever. I will forever like attribute what I learned there or what I learned about loving people to, to young life and ultimately to God. But I just love that ministry so much. Right. It like teaches you to just be in the trenches with people. And like, it, it's such a good practice at like, letting your life rub up against someone else's like, and I, I think that's like such a lost art where it's so easy to like come home, retreat, turn on Netflix, pretend to be social through social media and, and like call it a day. And your life isn't actually rubbing up against anyone else's. Like you're not having to deal with like, I disappointed you or I hurt you or like, wow, we really like had this me too moment and connected 
And so Young Life, like, I mean, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I was like stumbling after Jesus. And then there happened to be six high school girls that were stumbling after me as I stumbled after Jesus. And it just like really teaches you how to let people in and how to get to know someone on more so than like, Hey, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? You know? Yeah. And like putting yourself out there, even as a leader, (laughs) it's like scary and inconvenient. And like a high school lunchroom is one of the scariest places in the world. (laughs) You're like, Oh God, where do I sit today? Um, Until you meet your little tribe of high school girls and then you're in. But like the beginning was painful. Oh, totally. And like you're sitting there and you're like, I'm, I'm an adult. Why do I want the validation of this 15 year old girl so badly? Like I can't even, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm a mom being like, why do I want my three year olds validation? Like they are three years old, but I'm like so wrapped up in what they think about me. And it was the same thing with high school girls. I was like, I'm supposed to be cooler than you, but really you're cooler than me. And now I'm so insecure. No. Yep. I, I started at a school where I was like the cool leader for like four years, but then I went to another school to start our young life and I was like the oh like she's cool enough but that girl's the, the other girl's the cool leader and that was like how have I fallen so far <laughs> <laughs> it was like painfully awkward at times but so worth it and like really a huge I think a value of so many of ours at Radiant because we all like walked that process we put ourselves out there to you know women every day in it in, in hopes of loving them well and sharing the heart of God with them, but they could reject us or not. Um, but they're worth extending our hearts to. Oh, totally. That is such a great way to like sum all of that up. Yeah. So tell like writing wise, what are your plans? Because I want to buy your book as soon as you write it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Writing wise. That is such a great question. Um, you know, I've, I've had the blog, which like, okay, people like me and you, we're dreamers. We're invested in like a bunch of different things. We've got our hands in a lot of pots. But the funny thing is, is I, I haven't done many things for very long, but writing just keeps being that thing that I genuinely, like, I can't quit it. Like I couldn't quit it even if I wanted to. And it's not because it's like, oh, like I've, I'm so invested in it. It's like, it genuinely is the realest and like truest expression of myself and like how I process the world. So I don't think I'll ever stop writing, even if it's just like in my journal for the rest of my life. Like right. I, I don't think I'd ever be able to stop writing. Um, but as far as like for real plans, I, I, I wrote an ebook. It exists on my computer and that's part of me is like, that's as far as it will ever go. The, my no, I want to. <laughs> oh man it's it's pretty bad like it's it's pretty bad um doubt but part of me is like I just need to publish it and just like get it out there and um so we'll see but so it it exists in its entirety um but I really do I have um some some churnings on an actual book that I really would love to write and so um trying to like steal time and bits and pieces uh to make that happen it's just like and you get it whatever it's so easy to like do the dishes you know what I mean because the dishes aren't going 
they're never going to like be hard. Like it's, it's a really cheap, easy way to feel accomplished because it's like, ah, I did the dishes. Now I don't have to, I can't work on my book because I ran out of time because I was cleaning the house. Yeah. Um, like the dishes are never going to like reject me or like force me to like deal with all of my crap. Um, so I will always choose like tasks and like accomplishing things over the hard work of like sitting down in front of the computer screen. Um, but I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying to like create some space and like choose it. Uh, cause I really do. I really want to write the book. Uh, so there, it, there are pieces of it. I just need to like all come together, which I know sounds like every person who's ever tried to write a book that doesn't actually write it, but I promise it's happening. It's just taking a little longer. Yeah. Seriously. What would be your tips for writing advice for even just writing a blog or like starting small, not necessarily aiming for a book right away, but just getting content out there because I totally go through seasons of writing where I, I definitely ebb and flow. Um, I either have nothing or I'm writing constantly. Um, and I, I finally just gotten to a place where I'm okay with that. Like yeah. it's okay if I don't have anything to write right now. And I, I don't like right now I'm pretty like, I'm, I'm into talking right now, not writing, but writing will come back, you know? Oh, totally. Um, you know, like I've sat down with a lot of like journalism majors and they're like, what do I do? How do I be a writer? And like the only way to be a writer is to sit down at the, at the damn computer and write. Like <laughs> literally the only thing, like if you want to be a writer, then write. Like if you want to be a chef, then cook. Like if you want to build a business, then work you know, like that's the only way it's ever going to happen is, is to, to just do the, the dang thing. Like it's, it's not easy, but you can't be a writer who's never written. Like, that's just not how this all shakes out. And if, and if that's the case, then like, then you're not actually a writer and it's not like, you might need to go explore something else. If you really just like, even on your best days where you have absolutely nothing going on, if writing isn't at the top of your priority list, then it just might like not be for you. But um, yeah, just write. Like I, I remember when I started my blog, I didn't use, this is ho- horrible. I didn't use capitalization or punctuation. It was literally just like word vomit. It was a disaster, but that was like how my blog started. It, I just vert, like just hardcore process everything I was thinking onto onto my blog and like I didn't even send out the link for probably like a year and then eventually I did but I still wasn't capitalizing or punctualizing or whatever you say um and eventually I was like okay this is actually just like really hard to read and it's probably gonna make people be dyslexic so I need to like you know get my grammar together uh but that's just how it starts as it like whatever you're passionate about it really is if you don't it will find its way out of you in some form. Like it can't help but be expressed. Like you can't help but like birth it into the world. And so if it's writing, like you probably realize like I write on napkins or man, like I could spend like four hours journaling or like it's these like tiny little bits and pieces that when you really get still and start thinking like, what am I, what actually makes my heart skip a beat? And like, even just thinking back on childhood too, like I remember my grand, my grandfather would always, I would, I would be like, why, why, 
why? And he jokingly would be like, what are you writing a book? And now it's like, oh my gosh, y- yes. <laughs> like, um, so it, it will find its way to like squeeze out of you whether you want it to or not. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you make, you make room in your schedule for what you are passionate about. And so, I mean, you're right. You're not a writer if you're not writing. And so, um, have you read Bird by Bird by Anne Lamont? I have. She's my hero. She's like a rock star. The best book on writing ever. Oh, totally. Absolutely. I love her so much. I want to write a book as brave as her, you know? So brave. She's like really the person who, and again, this is probably like not the best quality, but she's the person who like helped me be okay with like cursing in my blog. I was just thinking that. I mean, (laughs) I felt like, oh, so, so and so is so going to judge me if I write that. But then I was like, who cares? I know. It's like how I talk in real life. If they don't hear, you know, obviously I use discretion and I don't like cuss like a sailor. Sometimes it makes a point. Exactly. (laughs) An appropriately placed curse word communicates volumes. Oh my gosh. I was really, you know, the story, right? (laughs) I was so torn because I can't even remember. Do you remember? Oh, what did you say in a post? Um, I, I think it was shit. Yeah. It, it was like the perfect (laughs) word for the sentence and crap sounded so cheesy. And I was like, we changed it. We like toyed with it back and forth. And I was like, I, I, I have to put it back. I think it was live (laughs) with the word crap. And that just doesn't do the line of thought justice and I may never be published in Lifeway because of this. Maybe I will, but <laughs> I need it to be how it was originally written. And that was with the word shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit caused like a fundamental crisis about like, what is Radiant Magazine going to be about? <laughs> well, to me, I was like, there are plenty of resources for, that are more conservative, but that Radiant is a place that everyone belongs. And I drop some cuss words in my day-to-day life. And I don't want it to be so glossy and unrelatable that people think it's only for the quote-unquote good girls. Um, because how boring is that? You know? Um, and so, uh, I just really wanted it to be like really relevant to like anyone who stumbles across it, totally taking a believer deeper, but also challenging someone who like, isn't really into God. And maybe they get a great characterization, characterization of God's heart. Um, but the material is still not so far removed from their day-to-day life that they just can't relate at all. You know, like how many times do you, I stumble across Christian resources that I'm like, this is the cheesiest Christianese I've ever read. And I don't relate. And I love God with all my heart. And so how much more would someone who's really not into Jesus at all be like, immediately writing it off. And so I just really wanted, you know, Radiant to have material that was super relevant. And some of our girls are super flowery and like so sweet with their writing. It would never cuss and they don't cuss in real life. And that is so true to how they speak, how they carry themselves in life. It's very true to who they are. But then there are other articles that are more blunt and in your face and edgy. And that's very true to those writers. And so I love that it's like a place for everyone, you know? Oh, totally. And like, I I love what you were saying of it's true to, to who they are. I really do like 
I mean, all of us being together was just so affirming that everyone is so real. And like, you know, I think I would hope that our, you know, that's one of our goals is to be transparent and be genuine. Um, but then to just like, I wish that everyone who's listening actually could like sit in the room with all of us because it was, it was just so cool to see like, that's actually whatever you're reading on the page that genuinely is how that person is in real life. So maybe that'll be fun for people who are listening to the podcast to like hear our voices because I just had so much fun seeing everyone's personality. Like I've wa- I've read them play out on the page, but then to see someone actually bring them to life and be like, I've read your words and that's exactly how I pictured it. And then them say it out loud was just so fun. Like, yeah, like to see everyone's quirks and like their sense of humor or oh, everyone is a stone cold pack of weirdos. I mean, it is like <laughs> it is the weirdest group of people I've ever worked oh, with. Oh, my favorite weirdos on the planet though. I know, right? Like I I genuinely have a very special place in my heart for them and they are freaking weird. <laughs> we have ranges, you know, one-liners walking away from that weekend. The term straight and narrow has really caught on at my local pure bar. <laughs> That's oh, everyone needs to get on the straight and narrow with us. That means that we pretend to be healthy when we're actually not. Hey, you, you really are healthy. You're like, crossfit queen right <laughs> i'm sad because i'm actually kind of injured right now like i oh. I, I know it's really what happened? um I've, i think i've got like um like a torn uh rotator cuff or oh. some um some bursitis maybe a little tendonitis like there's a there's a lot of itises happening in my body right now so i'm, wow. I'm trying to you look like praying a swift recovery your way so you can be- get back to your crossfit queen life unlike me i do love it i do love lifting heavy things it's like a great place to get out all of my unmet expectations and all my crushed hopes and dreams so (laughs) and you count your you count your k things right what are those i count my macros i do (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember the term um cool you tell us what counting your macros are because I actually find it really fascinating. Do I do it? No way. <laughs> I find it intriguing. Straight and narrow. Straight and narrow. Um, counting your macros. It's funny. I'm actually a little grumpy today because my macros just got cut by like 400 calories, which is really sad. Um, counting your macros. So macros are macronutrients, which the major macronutrients are uh, protein, carbs, and fats and then the the last macro secret macronutrient is alcohol but um so basically based on your performance goals if you're trying to like gain muscle lose fat if you're trying to maintain get bigger smaller whatever you're looking to do you program the amount of macronutrients that you're supposed to eat accordingly. So for example, I am in a cut right now. Like I was at, I was in a place where I was trying to get my resting metabolic rate up because a lot of girls really do severely undereat. Like mm-hmm. you look, you, you, and uh, trust me, this could be like a whole rant, but you want to look a certain way. And so you're like, Oh, I'm going to cut my calories and only eat, you know, anywhere from like, 
I, there was a point in my life where I was probably eating like 800 calories, which is just so bad for you and actually does your body way more harm and keeps, it makes you gain weight. And so I was severely under eating, but gaining a ton of weight. I felt so sluggish and gross and I just like couldn't finish workouts. I was losing progress. And so I started counting my macros and really upped my calories and my carb intake and like lost like six pounds in a week. And I was like, what's happening? I'm eating more than I've ever eaten. And my body was just like literally starving. So, um, now that I count macros, it, it, I've genuinely, I feel better. Carbs are wonderful. Everyone should eat them. They are great. Carbs are not the devil. Eat them. Do they have to be the healthy carbs though? Cause I like like mashed potatoes. Um, you can eat white potatoes when you're counting your macros. They're, they're fair game. With butter and sour cream though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the real question, Hannah. <laughs> the sour cream, hey, here's the deal. The, the nice thing about macros is you can technically eat whatever you want as long as it fits in your numbers, which is why a lot of people call it flexible dieting or if it fits dieting. So like I can eat a bowl of ice cream but that means I probably have to be like very limited in what I'm my like fat content th- throughout the rest of the day. So you can eat whatever you, you want. You still have to be limited if you eat Halo Top because Halo Top doesn't count. Girl, you know <laughs> how I feel about Halo Top. It Halo Top. There's a reason it's called Halo Top, and it's because it is divinely appointed from the Lord Himself. I am positive that He said, "Let them taste and see that the Lord is good," and He made Halo Top. You are so right. I like. Halo Top is the gift from above and it's worth every $5 per pint. <laughs> like I love Halo Top. This is a shameless endorsement. For Halo. Not we are fully endorsing. Yeah. This is not a paid advertisement. This is we <laughs> die hard love Halo Top. So Wait, what's your favorite flavor? Cookie dough. What's yours? Oh, uh, I'm, I, again, I'm shocked by this. I did not see this coming, but I love oatmeal cookie. It's my favorite. I hear that time and time again. I, I, I've got to try it. Oatmeal cookie is the underdog of Halo Top for sure. Give okay. it a try. Yeah. Mocha, mocha chip wasn't my fave or chocolate almond, I think. See, I'm, I haven't had those yet. They, they evade me here in, um, in Tennessee. So I'm on the hunt though. Okay. Well, so. Those are not my fave. Vanilla beans, pretty good. It's all about like it's flavored well, and it's not like fakey, fake ice cream tasting. So like I, lo- I never go for cookie dough at a grocery store, but Halo Top cookie dough is just flavored perfectly. It's true. so it really you know. is so good, and it's. I mean, it actually is healthy for you. You can actually pronounce all of the ingredients on the back which whenever you're picking food you should be able to pronounce all the ingredients on the back yeah i'm getting there straight and narrow (laughs) one day so you know i think all of our readers would love to hear like some of what you're learning right now, your favorite reading materials. Like what are your favorite? Did I say our favorite readers? I'm in our favorite listeners. I mean, <laughs> I can't talk anyways. I think <laughs> our listeners would love to hear um, what you're learning right now, what you're reading, what you're watching. Um, just share, share it all girl. Well, that's so funny. I, I feel like I'm in a season of, um, learning to be okay, which I know probably sounds so weird. Uh, 
if you haven't read Present Over Perfect, you live under a rock and you need to get out of that rock and get your butt in the car, go to Barnes and Noble and buy this book. Uh, actually, you can still stay under the rock and order it on Amazon Prime. Exactly. But, um, Present Over Perfect really did rock my world. I could only read a page at a time because it was just wrecking me so hard about like she has this Shauna Nyquist. She's a hero. I love her. Um, but she has this, this passage and it was just talking about she wants everything to be sparkly and magnificent and wonderful and to try and force the most ordinary moments to be extraordinary is exhausting because you just tap dance and you hustle, hustle, hustle. And when I read that, I, I mean, it just broke me. Like it really did. I was just sitting. I remember I was on a hike with my dog and I just started like crying hysterically in the middle of the woods. Someone probably would have thought I was lost, but it was that's exactly like where I am right now is I really do want life to, I I'm so scared of my life. Just like not being not good enough, but like it, it just like fizzling out and not having been, not having mattered, you know? And so I try really hard to make even the most ordinary moments into these extravagant, like memory making things. And it's just really tiring. And so it is, it's so exhausting to try and make every moment like Instagram, a Pinterest worthy. And, and like, I'm learning that life is just like, it's okay to just be okay. Like it's okay for a day to not be spectacular in the traditional sense, but spectacular in the sense of like, I deeply am grateful for like my human experience. And I know that might sound weird, but I'm, I'm just getting to a place where I'm okay with things being okay. And as like a people pleaser and overachiever, this is a pretty big revelation to learn to be just satisfied really. And, and genuinely content contentment always escapes me. And I'm trying so hard to be content in my season. I'm in like a very, um, transitional stage right now. And so when you're in those seasons of transition, it's, that's when like your dissatisfaction is so easy to just be so unsatisfied because you're like, this is a holding place. Like I'm in a holding pattern. So I'm supposed to be looking ahead and, but it's not like your transition seasons are just as important for the sake of being a transition season rather than being like, okay, I'm looking ahead to what's next. This is preparing me instead of just being like, this is where I am right now. And it's not really pretty and it's kind of messy and I'm a hot mess, but it's okay. Like we're here and that's all that matters. Um, and then what am I, what am I listening to? I'm listening to uh, the broken series at Christ city It's podcast and it is awesome. I mean, I, I listened to broken marriage because obviously I'm always like on the hunt for relationship esque things. And broken marriage was incredible. Just talking about, um, you think you're going to marry a Rachel and you actually end up marrying a Leah. And what does that look like in, in like, that's just relationships in general. You think you're going to be friends with one type of person. And the more you get to know them, you discover they're not exactly what you thought they would be. So what does that look like? And how do you like navigate people's brokenness and your own brokenness in that? So that's what I'm 
reading and listening to, and I'm watching, I just finished Gilmore Girls, duh. Um, Isn't it awesome? Oh. I, I- I'm not a, I'm not on the Gilmore Girls train like everyone is, but I might watch this revival series just to watch it. Um, Griffin and I, Griffin, the business columnist, we have been texting and Snapchatting furiously for the past like four days <laughs> because um, we we've 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 had our disagreements about what team we're on, but I think we've really settled into a place a uh, place of peace. She <laughs> is Team Logan, I'm Team Guess, but. Uh, <laughs> We, uh, it's been really funny talking about that. And I watched This Is Us. This Is Us is like the new parenthood and it's incredible. I know. I keep hearing that. I am, um, I like started one episode, but like I also got sidetracked on a pretty hard Vampire Diaries binge. <laughs> so, um, I'll come back to This Is Us when I finish that. And it'll be nice because there'll be like six episodes stored up waiting for me. Oh yeah. If you're going to do it, you got to binge. That's the only way to do it. You know, because of Hulu and Netflix now, it's kind of hard to watch a show week to week because you just are dying for the next episode. I know, right? You know, now I'm thinking back on this podcast and I'm like, I've really encouraged some like moderately unhealthy behaviors. I'm like, eat (laughs) carbs, binge on Netflix, whatever you want, do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the enthusiast in us, right? It's like, come on, everybody, have fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's have fun and hole up in our houses for four straight days and not shower and only watch netflix and eat halo top it's gonna be awesome working from home this year i had to set some pretty basic goals of like you know <laughs> by 10 a.m i'm gonna shower and have worked out <laughs> and put on real clothes because the day i found myself running around the neighborhood chasing a dog in my t-shirt with a dog's <laughs> scarf would you see the dog shirt? This dog shirt is in this. That's why I'm laughing so hard. It's a dog wearing a scarf. Um, <laughs> it says Daniel Cremo on it. I have no idea why. Um, it's like a dog wearing a Walmarainer, wearing a rainbow scarf. But it is like one of those t-shirts that are so comfortable that you will never let it go. It, I am the epitome of a frumpy wife. Um, <laughs> I recently sent out a text to, you know, the Radiant team when I dislocated my arm in my sleep (laughs) and the neighbors had to um, put my bra on for me and take me to the hospital in my dog shirt and pajamas. (laughs) That was an all-time low. All-time low. low. So I have some personal goals now of like getting dressed and, you know, (laughs) no TV during the day, only night. (laughs) (laughs) Basic human achievements. I, I also pretty much work from home and this sounds this sounds bad but I don't really work on Mondays so this is a big deal that <laughs> I I currently am wearing a bra right now and um I did brush my teeth this morning like if I not work on Mondays I mean I also just don't participate in being a human on Mondays it's very very inappropriate of me but I literally don't do anything on Mondays and it's because I know like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm usually working till like 8 or 9 p.m. So Mondays are my chill day. But here I am because of you. I have a bra on. I brushed my teeth. Um, I am just alive and well this Monday afternoon. Well, Hannah, I love you, but I didn't do those things for you. I, I did get up and take a shower. I forgot to brush my teeth. I'll do that. After and... Uh, but then I decided I felt stressed and I needed a midday bath. And so I'm back to square one. 
putting him back. Uh, hey, three steps forward, four steps backwards, you know? Baths are how I cope with stress. And so I needed <laughs> one at around 12. <laughs> Hopefully you are not stressed anymore after this. I'm feeling good, girl. I need to go get some Halo talk and call it a day. Who needs to work on Mondays? Right. I have tried to get us on like a European schedule. <laughs> I'm I'm all for that. We have very um, real plans of the four hour work week model. So, you know, oh, come on, girls, bring it to me. Let's do it. <laughs> Well, Hannah, it is always, always a pleasure um, getting to chat with you. Where can our listeners find you um, if they need help with marketing? Like, where can they find you for that? Tell, tell everyone. So I have a website. It would be kind of funny to be a digital marketer and not have a website. So I have a website. Um, it's hannahrcollins.com. And I mean, yeah, if you go to Radiant and you click on the singles thing. My website is on there somewhere. And on my website, it lists my services, which, you know, in hindsight, that may seem inappropriate, but all of them are just digital marketing services. So please don't come to me for anything other than that. Um, but yeah, Hannah Ark, and I love, uh, I really do love when people send me emails. I know how weird that sounds, but I love when people send me an email and are like, Hey, I read this and it, you know, like I got to talk to this guy that I have a crush on and I'm like, yes, you go girl. You go Glenn Coco. Well, email her guys. Hannah <laughs> <laughs> at radiantmagazine.org. There you go. Yes. Call <laughs> me, beat me if you want to reach me. Oh, <laughs> you are the best. Well, I hope you have the best week and until next time. a blast she keeps me rolling as always you can keep up with her at radiantmagazine.org and we've linked her website in the show notes you guys we love hearing from you so be sure to connect with us on social media and if you like this show please leave us a review it really means the world to us if you love the song it's by kayla you can find her on itunes and it's produced by christian sager until next week you guys Get your holiday shopping done early at Macy's One Day Sale with deals of the day priced so low you don't need a coupon. Winter is here, so get ready with cold weather essentials $19.99 to $29.99 and cozy boots 40 to 50% off. Then snuggle up with a three-piece comforter set for just $19.99. Plus, get $10 in Macy's money for every $50 spent. Now at Macy's. For details, visit macy's.com slash macy's money. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. As a pro, the last thing you need is to run out of what you need. And time spent waiting on supply runs is money right out of your pocket. The good news is the Home Depot can deliver straight to the job site. That keeps your crews on the job, not the road. And that saves you money, putting time back in your day and savings back where they belong. Delivery options, big, small, right to the job site. Whenever you say, visit homedepot.com delivery. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.